Hello friends and welcome to another episode of Riesling and Raven. For today's episode, episode 5, I had the idea that maybe I could um, just run you guys through my theater resume um, and just sort of explain my background and whatnot with both the production and the performance aspect as theater is a heavy contributor to my drag and um, to how I approach drag and whatnot. So my earliest, earliest memory of my first theater experience was when I was in grade four or five, maybe six, maybe three. I don't know. It was elementary school. And we were doing a play version of American Idol, but it was also the Christmas time, so it was Santa Idol, and I was um, in the cast for it from my class, and we held auditions and whatnot for it, and I was cast as one of the contestants who was the Grinch. So I channeled my inner Jim Carrey, and I think my parents videotaped um, a part of it on their f- on their phone they had at the time this was i this was i think still before the iphone came out um and it i think blackberries were just about to be a thing or the blackberry was about to become the newest hit but it was it wasn't a good quality video at all <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was the earliest memory I had. And then after elementary school, I went to a French immersion middle school. And in grade seven, I was in a stage adaptation of My Many Colored Days by Dr. Stu's, the the picture book that he wrote. And then I believe I played Santa in grade eight in what was it I think it was grade eight because I think I remember painting one of the um, set pieces for it um and I played Santa in grade eight and then come high school I finally had my first taste of real, large-scale theatrical production, and I was in How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. And uh, the high school I went to was Laura Secord Secondary School before they gained the um, District of Niagara Academy for the Arts program. Um, So they still had just their normal drama classes and whatnot and i believe i was either the first or the second year that my drama teacher was teaching at my high school um the drama teacher who was there before actually taught my mother and so i was almost taught by the same woman as my mom but um she left and then i think i was the first year that my drama teacher was teaching there i believe um tracy uh but yeah so she directed us in a production of 
how to succeed in business. And that was my first experience with a large scale production. And my high school does large productions. Like they have a set design class, a set construction class, a full orchestra, sound crew, run crew, wardrobe, hair, makeup. It was massive. And I thought all high schools were this like large scale um but they weren't ours were just very very massive um and then we had this thing called the cappies which is like the high school version of the tonys and they're all divided up into districts and regions and such and I believe the the cappies that we won for How to Succeed were Best m- Ensemble Group, and that was for the executives. And then I believe we won Best Set Design and maybe Best Musical, I believe. Um, I know we win best, we've won Best Set, uh, the ma- the majority of the cappies that we've been entered in um but i believe we won best musical for that one and my high school doesn't do musicals every year so on the off musical year they held something called drama night now when i was in that was so how to succeed was in grade nine grade 10 was a drama night and i believe there were two projects that were going on for that I believe there was the drama night, which was a series of scenes from multiple plays and whatnot. Uh, That was when I did an excerpt from a play called New Canadian Kid by Morris Panic. Panic? Panic? Panch? I don't remember. But yeah, so I did um, an excerpt from New Canadian Kid. Oh, wait, maybe that was grade no I believe that was grade 10 because then in grade 11 I was then in the drowsy chaperone and that was my first experience with production because I was in the stage design class and I was the team lead for the oriental scene which is basically like a five minute scene but had possibly the largest set pieces (laughs) besides the airplane but yeah so in grade 10 it was a drama night and I was a new Canadian kid and then a friend of mine who had wrote a show called Thread um, I think they did a production of his play for a second drama night that same year I believe I can't I can't quite remember the details right now but then in grade 11 we did the drowsy chaperone and I was in the I was in the show and I was on the production side as a designer um for that one and then the next year we did another drama night but I believe oh yes because then for that I was in a short scene from Medea or something inspired by Medea and it was like a farce about it 
it was about, yeah, I think it was like a farce on Medea because it was very over the top, comedic, funny, sort of making fun of it. Um, and then for the drama night, Sears, yes, that's it. We did drama night and then we did a Sears submission. So in grade 10, our Sears submission was the thread play. And then we had our drama night, which I did new Canadian kid. And then grade 11 was the Cappy's year and we were in Drowsy Chaperone. And then grade 12, we'd had the drama night and I was in a farce adaptation of Medea. And then the Sears submission we did for that was we did the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. And I was the lighting designer and lighting operator for that one. And then my friend was the stage manager. Another friend was the um, sound operator and all that fun stuff when we were running the Putnam County and then I graduated high school and I went into my first program in college which was art and design and I didn't do anything theater related besides um, one of my classes in that program was a portfolio development class and so I had developed a portfolio based on theater production and theater design um so to give my portfolio continuity I decided to go with a show that was not made it isn't a real show I had written a show to design for and I put a portfolio together for a show that I created based off and inspired by The Wizard of Oz and sort of my take and my adaptation of what was Oz like before Dorothy dropped in. And um, my play ends right as, right as Dorothy arrives in Oz. And so we learn the um, history behind the witches of Oz, so the witch of the east, the witch of the west, the witch of the north, and um, I have always wondered why there wasn't a witch of the south, so in my version, I I come up with a reason for the witch of the south and why she's not mentioned in anything, or what her history was like and what her relationship is and what all of the witches' relationships are and the history that they all experienced to get to where they were before Dorothy drops in. And that I called that play Follow the Red Brick Road because I also wanted to know, hey, there's this yellow brick road, but in the opposite direction, there's these red bricks. And I wanted to know, where does this follow? And so I called the show Follow the Red Brick Road because it's um, a nod to the idea that all of this time we've known where the gold, the yellow brick road leads and we know where all this goes. And yet we have completely ignored the subject of this other road. Just like we completely ignored and avoid talking about the witch of the south so i wrote a show based on that i did the production designs for it i did the set design i did some costume stuff uh, i did some prop design and i built the props i built a costume piece and whatnot 
and I put a soundtrack together and a synopsis, and so I built a portfolio based on that stuff. I don't remember what grade I got from it, however, all of the all of us in my class hated that professor so much because she didn't know how to teach that class and all of us weren't doing very well so we basically got her fired (laughs) i mean we didn't get her fired another girl in our program like managed to get her fired because she didn't know what the hell she was freaking doing but yeah so actually coincidentally the time that i am recording this podcast I will actually be hanging out with um, my friends from that program. We're actually gathering and we're all hanging out for a small little get-together party and catching up and um, all that stuff. Um, But yeah, so we're going to be meeting up and hanging out in like, what, 20 hours? In like 20 hours from now, we'll be hanging out? Yeah, 12... Uh, 16, yeah, yeah, close to 20-ish, 18, 20, whatever. So yeah, so that was my first year of college. I didn't do any actual theater-related things. I just did the design portfolio. Second year of college, I went into first year of digital photography. And that, again, I didn't do much theater. Um... The only thing I really did do theater-related was go and see um, Dame Edna in Toronto. Not really theater, but, like, I went and saw something. And I went and saw some stuff at Shaw Festival Theater because I live quite close to it, and it's just a hop, skip, and a jump, and a short drive over. So I believe that was when they were doing Cabaret, and I saw that, and that was the best thing ever. So I didn't completely drop off the theater scene. I still saw shows and whatnot. I saw their version of Cabaret. Oh, I wish I saw their version of Sweet Charity. I wish I saw it, but I didn't get a chance to see it. But, oh, and Pygmalion. That was another show I wanted to see by them. But then, so yeah, so third year of college, second year digital photography, still not in theater. And then I finally bit the bullet, bit the bullet and went off and did my fourth year of college doing the program that I had originally intended on doing first year of college. Because back in high school, in grade 12, I had applied and interviewed and auditioned to get into the theater production program at Humber. And unfortunately, because I missed a deadline for payment I I was um taken off the wait list for the production program and I was afraid of taking a year off from school because people who usually take that gap year year off end up never going into college after and I was afraid that that was going to happen so I just decided to at least stay in school and take the art and design foundations program because that one was easier to get into but the original plan was to go into theater production first year after high school but that never happened so I finally 
went in and did the program that I wanted to after three years of graduating after high school after graduating high school so fourth year of college third program going into first year theater production at Humber College in Toronto at the Lakeshore campus and I was finally back in the theater element that I wanted to be in and I finally felt like I was somewhere that I should have been a long time ago because it was one it was in Toronto and two I was in the theater scene and I was around theater people and I was surrounded by performers and by creative people and by just like-minded people and I was living in the city that I've dreamed of living in for like half of my life and I was just at peace and happy with where I was. However, fast forward a few months into the program and the way that the program operates is there is very little designing in first year and not much designing in second year. The way that their program is is oriented and created and constructed is they teach students to be viable, hireable, and exceptional workers and crew members to find a job and apply for a job in the theater industry. So basically, if I had stuck at... Okay, so spoiler alert, I didn't finish the program, but had I stuck it out and finished first year and gone into second year, I would easily be able to walk into any job interview and have a reputable portfolio and have the skills and tools and knowledge to get a job off the bat. Um, Because Humber has such a great reputation and they have great contacts and connections. Um, Humber's fantastic. If anybody wants to do production stuff, I would highly advise them. Um, The next thing I would possibly advise is maybe Ryerson and maybe Sheridan. Um, But yeah, so had I just figured... Had I just stuck out first year, I could have been there in second year and been the heads of crew when you're in second year, whereas in first year, you're more of like the, you're more or less just on the crew and you're basically given a list of tasks that you have to do and you have basically no say within the designs because they also bring in outside designers to design their shows or you're working on a crew designing or you're working on set pieces and whatnot and costume pieces or props and whatnot for shows outside of the school for like actual professional theaters um it was really actually super cool there was one show i worked on called the wedding party that was performed at the crow's nest in toronto and the show's basically set in, like, the corner of a reception hall uh, at a wedding and whatnot, and it's super hilarious. Great writing, uh, phenomenal characters, and 
So they designed the flooring for this show to look like the sort of hardwood sheets of parquet flooring that you would see in a reception hall where the dance floor would be and then surrounded by that would be the carpeting of the reception hall well we were on the crew painting and glazing and creating a color variation on these floorboards to just make them look interesting but also make them look natural and then put a gloss over it and make it look like really good reception hall or like banquet hall floors and it's not something people would usually think about they just think oh look at the floor this is probably rented like no they had hired us to cut out the dimensions of the wood paint the wood stain it and then put a glaze over it to give it like durability because they splash water and slip on it and it's like there's so much work that goes into the details of productions uh there's just so much there's just so much of a new appreciation when you work on such not insignificant but like unexpected pieces of theater and then another thing that we worked on for that show were these flower beds that were basically simple white clean it kind of looked like completely white wood but modern or clean marble or stone um flower beds that were on wheels so they were easily moved and they had fake plants in planters inside them and they look great and so those were sort of lining the outside of this little designated area of the stage and so we did those as well and then we were invited to come and see the show um pre-opening or maybe after it was opening and so we saw our set in action and it was phenomenal because you walk in and we were all like oh here's the flooring and oh there's our flower beds and everything and we're so encapsulated by all of our work that we're looking at something that possibly the rest of the audience wasn't even acknowledging or taking into their vision because once the show starts you're basically and you're basically watching the actors and listening to the things that they're saying and looking at the lights and looking at the tech and looking at everything else and you're so distracted by everything else you kind of forget that there's so much more that went into this production than what they're seeing at face value like there's so much underneath all of the technical elements and I just it just doing theater school just gives you such an appreciation to the work that goes into theater from a production standpoint and like as a performer I have an understanding of the way productions work and how shows run and operate um, I was on the stage managing crew for a traveling TYA show, 
and I was just an apprentice stage manager, so um, I didn't really go on to the tour itself, but I did a lot of the paperwork and the running and the gophering and whatnot during the rehearsal process and taking the notes and whatnot and organizing all of the props and costume pieces and everything. And it's just, there's, there was just so much work. I mean, I enjoyed stage managing. Um, that ASM job actually on my resume got me another stage managing equity stage managing job. Um, just this past year in 2019, I stage managed a touring show called Senior Stories, uh, small cast, just four girls, and the, um, the director was a Brock student, or a Brock grad, and that was my actually first paid theater job, which I was super pumped about, because it was stage managing, and it was so fun, um, but doing production-related stuff, um, because right before I was stage managing, I was the set and costume designer for the Legally Blonde musical at my local theater. Um, okay, right. Timelining. So after theater school, we did a whole bunch of shows. They don't really do scripted pieces, so I worked on a bunch of production shows with them. They were large-scale shows. Um, so much fun, lots of experience. And then after that, I couldn't find a job to continue to live in the apartment that I was living in in Toronto. So I had to move back home. And when I moved back home, I, um, my first show that I was involved in after moving back home, I was in the Adams Family Musical with Garden City Productions. And then my second show after Adam's Family was Beauty and the Beast, and I was more on the costume crew for that one, um, with um, the costume designer Janice. I was doing some costuming stuff for her for Beauty and the Beast. And then in the spring after Beauty and the Beast, it was Legally Blonde, and that I was asked to be the costume designer, and I joined in on as one of the two set designers it was me and then the other designer tim so me and him worked together on that and then i was the costume designer for that that was a massive undertaking and it was that show that gave me the realization that i'm a performer first and foremost a production person second so when it comes to doing a show if I'm involved my audition is probably going to be something I work on more than um, the prepping for like the costumes um, like right now we're about to go into sister act and I just whipped up a um, spreadsheet for the costume breakdown of like who's in what scene, what's the order, what are they wearing, this, that, and the other thing. And it's something that's easy and can be whipped up before you even have to do the auditions. But once the auditions happen, if I get the role that I really want, then I'm going to be focusing on the acting more than the production aspect. Because when I was just doing the production and whatnot for Legally Blonde, 
I was I went through a depressive episode and doing production didn't help. What helps me get out of it is acting and performing and being on the stage. Having an outlet that I can do physically and get my energy out helps me so much more with my mentality and I just thrive so much better when I'm on the stage so after Beauty and the Beast we did Legally Blonde and then after Legally Blonde I realized I am a performer at heart and after that they announced that they were doing Oliver and I auditioned for Oliver and I got the I got a lead role as the villain Bill Sykes and I it was a heavy role it was stressful but it was validation and confirmation that I am a performer as much as I love doing production I am a performer at heart and currently Oliver just closed like a month ago and now we're going into sister act a month ago yeah yeah we closed December 2nd and now we're going into sister act and all of this experience and everything is sort of like the culmination and also it it's another version of what happened with me with my drag my drag life because I had started my first year of drag when I graduated high school. I started in 2013. And I went public in 2014. And so it'll be almost seven years of me doing drag and doing all of this. And drag is sort of the very happy medium I have between performing and production because when I started out drag I didn't really make my outfits because I didn't know how but then that one year of theater school my and people saw it in my drag the year I went to theater school and came back that was when my quality of drag skyrocketed because at the same time I was living in Toronto and I was in the Toronto drag scene and I and I was part of the scene for about a year and I saw what was going on there and that was that was actually I know this is gonna make more sense to certain people later on but that was the year I saw Priyanka starting up and that was when I saw Boa maybe a year or two into her career um I was involved in Scarlet Bobo's lip dub video I met a whole bunch of queens. My one drag sister, Helena Poison, um, was always out and about doing shows. Um, I met Baby Bell Bell right before she won. I believe it was right before she won Miss Cruz and Tango's Drag Race. I believe that was the year. 
no, maybe that was the year after she won. Um, but yeah, so I was very close and involved in the Toronto scene and I had a glimpse into what their lives were like and what it was like in that scene and I really wanted to be involved in it so I did a few shows at the nightclub Bliss um, with the events that were called Weirdo which was this sort of alternative subculture gothy emo sort of vibe and then I had auditioned for Cruz and Tango's Drag Race and I almost got cast it was basically between me and Boa to be cast for that season I auditioned and then Boa got it because she had more connections and she was more familiar and popular in the scene um but after that I couldn't afford the rent so I had to move back here and I had to leave the Toronto scene for a bit but after doing that it sort of taught me a few things and gave me an insight to where the level of drag is and gave me the goal and the drive to maybe raise my bar higher than some queens. And since then, I've worked. I have worked my fucking ass off to get to where I am now and the level and quality that I'm at with my drag is basically a testament and a reflection of all of my experience from living and experiencing the Toronto scene to doing a year of theater school where I focused on costume construction and mix my own music from sound styling my own wigs and just general cleaning up my makeup and making it super sharp and just on point and basically where I am now with my quality of drag I basically have like my years of experience to thank and I mean this is what it means to be a theater queen it means taking the level of theater and the quality that you get from a theater production and I just put it in my drag because again I'm a theater queen and with my production and my performance background I think it's the best of both worlds. But, yeah. So I think that's enough of me rambling on for an episode again. Um, So, I hope you guys enjoyed. And I hope you guys will come back soon for episode 6. I have no idea what that episode's gonna be like, but... Whatever. So... Enjoy, have fun, have a good evening, wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this, whatever it is, it's five o'clock somewhere, so pour yourself another glass of Riesling on me. Enjoy! Enjoy!